welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson. Here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, man, I thought you were having a seizure there for a second. That was my longest and of the year. Yeah, I was about to go check your uh, mm-hmm. vitals over there. My pulse? Yeah. My vitals? Your vital signs. Vitamin water? That also. That's uh, regular water, buddy. I don't think that <laughs> vitamin water. I don't know if you've ever had a vitamin Today's water. Today's podcast is sponsored by Vitamin Water. Mm, love vitamin water so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for sponsoring the podcast. You can send those to Richard's address. Uh, doesn't, uh, what's his face, uh, the rapper 50 Cent own vitamin water? Does he? Did he start it or have a big like stake in it? Don't know. Have you ever had vitamin water? Yeah. I like. I actually enjoy vitamin water. Does it taste like vitamins? Like Flintstone vitamins? No. Those are my favorite kind of vitamins. Um, I want to say that because those are the last vitamins I really ate. All right. 25 I like ago. all of them, but I, you know the energy one was the one that I got um, kind of started on, the vitamin water energy. Is it like a flavored water? No, it's it's like a sports drinky type of thing. Wow. Is it water, though? It's water with vitamins in it. And, you know, B vitamins. A vitamins. Energy one with some like guarana whatever that stuff mm, is that sounds healthy gets you juiced up you know my favorite drink in the whole world is mm. water oh yeah me too that's what i drink like majority of the day yeah most people say, uh, like and I, like i'm not i'm in bs like my favorite drink is a ice cold water all right like, forget it guys today's <laughs> today's podcast is sponsored by water water <laughs> can't old, live without it the old h2o mm, what are you a scientist yes i am you breaking down the chemical elements mm-hmm. of stuff what am I made of? I don't know. Mostly water. <laughs> you you are correct. So we're back after a two-week layoff. Uh, I was actually going to do a surprise show last week by myself, recapping my uh, uh, bold prediction show. And then, like, right before I was going to go downstairs and podcast, like, something came up for work, and I had to, like, head out of the house for, like, hours. The crap hit the fan. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was a, it was a rough night driving around the state of Ohio. Work literally the state of Ohio, literally the state of Ohio. Well, we're back, we're back in 2019. It's always, and I looked last year, we took like a two week uh hiatus right after uh Christmas as well. It's kind of a natural break for a lot of people, you know. A lot, I mean, I would imagine a lot of people listen to the podcast at work and stuff like that, you know. Um, at least that's how I consume podcasts is is mostly at work uh trying to kill time and stuff like that and a lot of people are off during that time of year true so you know it's a good time for us to take off and plus absence makes the heart grow fonder abstinence (laughs) Abstinence. makes other things grow longer too (laughs) does not make the heart grow fonder (laughs) (laughs) so we're back 2019 uh as we get ready for the new year as we all know dynasty does not stop it's 365 so as we get ready here to build up for the rookie class we'll we'll talk today about some coach changes uh some player disgruntledness maybe some good players to buy low maybe uh next week we'll jump into a way too early 2019 mock which Ooh. is always a terrible mock because terrible we're just we, going we're yeah. just going off like the chalk players that are you know predicted in like you know the the top 
first rounds of the mock drafts. There, this, it goes off of no tape whatsoever. It's gonna oh, be cheap I've already analysis. started watching tape, sir. So there I is. Know. Well, by then, I will have watched more tape as well. Yep. What I'm, what my early prediction here for the 2019 class is, I think it's to be a couple things. Just uh, again, way too pre- premature predictions here. Uh, it's going to be draft heavy, valued. Where I think a lot of these players, f- compared to most years, value is going to change with the NFL draft. Um, a lot of players are like, oh, well, this player lands up in a good spot. It might be okay. I feel like there's a lot of names coming at us right now with players declaring. I think there's going to be a lot of holes and flaws with a lot of these players' games as well, oh, yeah. where they're big names, but it's still going to. When we look back on it, it's still going to end up being the weaker class uh, that we thought it was going to be. Even with all these, you know, running backs declaring, I don't think a lot of these running backs are going to be strong running backs. Uh, I think there will be a really good amount of quality tight ends in this draft class, and I think there's going to be some really high ceiling receivers. But with that, I think there's going to be more bust than usual as well when it comes to those players. So hopefully we can kind of filter through these guys and pick out who's going to be good and who's not going to be good. Yep, we'll, we'll try to sift through the weeds as best as we can. I mean, lucky that we've been good at that so far. I think this is going to be one of our more challenging years. Uh, I think we'll get through it just fine, and we will sift out the turds from the Fergs, and we will find some good players here for you after we actually dive into the tape and break them down on what they do and where they go. But some players, again, I think it's a lot where they're going to end up. You know, like a guy like DK Metcalf uh, has a lot of flaws in his game, but his ceiling is tremendous. Uh, a guy like Hakeem Butler for Iowa State, who's six foot six and makes his circus catches, but he doesn't run really fast. Uh, where can he end up, you know, in the right spot? So I think a lot of this is going to – we'll discuss this as we break them down. But it's exciting. It's a challenge, and I'm looking forward to it because there's going to be, some, I think, some really good diamonds in the rough and some good value in this draft as well. One of my favorite parts of the year. <clears throat> so we'll get into that. You know, obviously we have the Senior Bowl after we next year, the way too early mock draft. Then we'll talk about – we'll be right up into the mix of the Senior Bowl. And from there we start getting ready for NFL free agency. And I think right around the first week of March, uh, it's about a month and a half, We'll break down our rookie. We'll start diving into our rookie content with that, starting off with the quarterbacks like we always do. This year, the quarterback uh, episode will be the shortest episode we've ever done on quarterbacks. One quarterback? Maybe uh, two. Dwayne Haskins, for sure. <laughs> the best from, Ohio State quarterback ever. Kid from Duke. Uh, right. Yeah, Daniel, Jeremiah, Johnson, Jimmy Jans. I, I can't I can't uh, pull the guy's name. I just know he's the guy from Duke. You know, there's Will there. Greer, who I don't even really – I'm not over like, – somebody texted right. me. They're like, oh, Will Greer, are you excited about him? I'm like, no, not at all, uh, to be honest with you. Right. How about Clemson win the national championship? How about that with uh, Lawrence uh, being a true freshman, yeah. coming in there, doesn't lose a game all year, first team to go 15-0 since like 1897 for Clemson, beats Bama, dominates Bama, Kids to be one of the best quarterback prospects in the history of quarterback prospects. That's what they're saying. That's what you know. That's that's the word around the campfire. You know, best guy since Peyton Manning type of thing. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Get ready for that guy. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Even though the twenty twenty class is gonna be, I still think Jake Fromm is gonna be a fantastic uh, prospect. Two is gonna be a fan. The twenty twenty class is gonna be pretty sweet. Yeah. When it comes to running backs and quarterbacks, but today, um, obviously, a couple coaches got hired today. Bruce Arians gets hired today. Uh, Cliff Klingsbury gets hired by the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, uh, Arians goes to Tampa Bay here. So let's talk about a couple of these coach is coach changes here and see what we can kind of get into. Let's start with uh, 
Bruce Arians to Tampa Bay. I love this with him going there. Uh, I think it's great for Jameis. He's somebody that I've been saying throughout the year that I'm still big on. Uh, I've been preaching Jameis since he's come out. I think he's a knucklehead. I think he's an idiot. But I think he's. Just, I do think he's very talented. He's only 25 years old. I think people jump down him. I think he's uh, emotionally this you know immature, and I think it's also had some drawbacks on him as a, a quarterback. I think there's no better person to come in here than Bruce Arians to get the best out of Jameis Winston that offense. I think if I had Jameis Winston, I'd be very excited. If I had Mike Evans, I'd be very excited. If I owned Chris Godwin, uh, if I owned O.J. Howard, I'm excited with Bruce Arians coming in here to run this offense. Also leads me to believe that they have a better chance now of getting somebody like Le'Veon Bell coming there as well uh, at running back. I do think they do make an upgrade there. If it's not by the draft, maybe a guy like Tevin Coleman can end up there. Uh, or a guy like Le'Veon Bell. But overall, with Bruce Arians going to Tampa Bay, I think from a fantasy standpoint, this is a guy that's going to get everything out of that offense, and he's always orchestrated some high-scoring fantasy football offenses. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, Winston, obviously you, you touched on it there when you said he's had some maturity issues. And I think I think Arians is, is the right – he has the right attitude and the right, right ability to connect the players, I think. And – I think Jameis Jameis's immaturity and just his mannerisms, I, I would imagine not a lot of guys can connect to him and 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 get get him to listen. You know what I mean? And I, and I think Bruce Arians is probably going to be one of those guys that actually can get Jameis to listen to him and buy into his program. And he's had so much past success with quarterbacks and bringing them along. I mean, go back to Ben Roethlisberger. You know when he was a young quarterback. Even like Tim Couch, who who was probably the best Browns quarterback, you know, before he got injured and and, and all that, that we've had before, you know, before we get Baker Mayfield. Who's the best quarterback of all time, of course. Obviously. So, I mean, Bruce Arians just has a, a, a very long and, and, and storied history of, of bringing along young quarterbacks. So I think this is great news for Jameis, like you said. I do think that they're going to have to make some sort of move at the running back position. They will. Um, yeah, just because that's a hundred percent. I mean, Peyton Peyton Barber is obviously not going to cut it, and and you and I both don't. You know, we don't really believe in um, Ronald Jones Who? as a long term solution. Did he play this year or short term solution? To be honest, so good thing we didn't draft him in the first round of our rookie drafts. Right, stupid is stupid does. I I do have I do have some questions about um, the usage of tight ends in in Bruce Arians' offenses. You know, there was like the, the the last year that he was there where Ricky Seals Ricky Seals Jones did well, but prior to that, he he almost barely used the tight ends. He's also never had a. T- I mean, he's he's dealing with OJ Howard, who ranked really good in PFF uh, results, and he's a first round pick. So I think that's going to help. I think it will yeah. help. I I I mean, you wanted you want my instant reaction though. That I mean, I think it's good for Jameis. I think it's good for the wide receivers. And I and I think it's a question mark around the tight ends. I think he'll use them because they're you know him and Braid are both really good players and they're both good receiving threats. But there's a there's a little nagging question in the back well, of my mind. You know OJ what I mean? Howard. Yep. Yeah, I think that that question would linger. I think no matter who the coach is, I know OJ Howard came on strong there in the beginning as well, but it's it's still kind of up in the air. Well, I, I mean, there's certain coaches that you know you'd get excited if they came in because they're they're tight end friend. They have a history of being tight end friendly, you know, like a Kyle Shanahan type of guy, or you know, any of the, any of really the West Coast guys are, are use them a lot. So it's 
it's going to be a lot more downfield, I would imagine. That that seems to be Bruce's mo, at least. So big, good for Mike Evans. Right. Uh, you know, Mike Evans, somebody who's kind of like some people were getting. I remember we we were dealing with somebody that was kind of. Uh, I was dealing with somebody this year that was like, "Oh, Mike Evans is like a very overrated dynasty prospect." And I kept going back, like, "No, no, he's not." And you know, here Mike Evans is right now. Quiet, he quietly hit what I had fourteen hundred over like fourteen eighty three yards. 1,483 yards, double-digit touchdowns there again. Just real quietly, real subtle there. Comes in now with Arians. That's 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 really good news. With quarterback changes, you know, almost on a a biweekly basis, it seemed like, during during this whole year. Yeah, I'm interested what's going to happen with Chris Godwin with uh, Arians comes in because he has a history of moving a big receiver into the slot. With Adam Humphreys being a free agent, he might leave. This might be a bump into him in the slot, which would be – Give them more opportunity to get some really quick footballs out of there as well. Uh, how Arians operates out of that, out of his system. So there's also that intriguing um, r- rookie from this past year, Justin Watson. Who you know, I mean, I, who knows what the guy because we act, we haven't actually seen him, but um, he looked great in camp, right? With Humphreys gone and and Deshaun Jackson most likely leaving um, in the off season, it really does open up a big opportunity, I think, for both those guys, um, Godwin and, and Justin Watson. Yeah, definitely they decided to do some of that. Or if they decided to put, like, because Watson, the way he looked in camp is he looks like a really nice outside receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, like you mentioned before, Arians go downfield offense, and they right. can move Godwin into the slot. That'd make four really good viable weapons. I love Justin Watson. as a nice dynasty stash. But I have him in my, a couple of my teams on the bottom of the roster. I like him as a great stash. If he's on my waiver wire, he's somebody I'd definitely pick up. Uh, over a guy that I can just cut bait on. Like, if, you know, for example, Josh Gordon, I don't know if we, we touched base on it, you know, Josh Gordon with his other suspension. It's At this point, it's safe to say you can cut Josh Gordon. Uh, it's been five years that you've never been able to hit that cut button. But even I can finally cut Josh Gordon. Yeah, no, I, I think it's it's pretty safe to say. And and that's not to say that he'll he'll never come back to the league. But I don't think it'll ever be anything. You know what I mean? It's just like it's going to be one of these constant thing. You might get a couple games out of him here and there, but is he is that worth a roster spot? No, no. In my eyes, it's not. Yeah, there's there's a lot of times at the end of like dynasty years. I think this is a great time to pick up a guy like if he's on your waiver wire, like Justin Jot Watson, and cut bait on guys that everybody's going to know by name, but you're never going to start or you're never even going to really use I, I was literally just going through like the analysis of, of these type of guys like on my roster right now and it was like the willie sneeds the chester rogers i've been holding on to these guys for like three four years and i just don't think it's going to happen you know so i'm i'm ready to cut bait on some of these guys that have just been kind of hanging out at the bottom of my roster yeah and those, those i mean the, i was thinking willie sneed popped in my head uh, for sure. Even a guy like not Kenny Stills, but you know, Willie. But I mean, but Willie Sneeds, he'll, he'll score you ten points randomly. You know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Boom. You know what I mean? But it's never going to be the fifteen. It's never going to be a game changer for you. You know what I mean? Never. Getting seven, eight points from a guy on a consistent basis is that's not winning fantasy football. That's that's how you're perpetually in the middle. You don't want to clear those guys out. I had him on my roster because at a time, there was a time when he was scoring like 13, 14 points at a time. He's not there anymore. And especially now that he's on Baltimore and Lamar Jackson's going to be throwing him the ball for the next however long, he, he's just not going to have any value. So cut bait. Not let upside somebody, players. Let somebody else waste their you know a roster spot on guys like that. Yeah, I, I'd rather gamble on a guy like the homeless predator. 
who showed up really big time here for the Browns, where if he resigns with the Browns, there's a good chance where, like, okay, he has some really good upside here. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, he led the NFL in yards after, you know, in yards per catch afterwards. So if he can get another year in that system, he, to me, he's worth a deeper roster stash than a guy like Kenny Stills. Sure. Yeah. Or or Willie Sneed. Or Willie Sneed. I'm sorry. Yeah. I keep saying Kenny Stills, but Willie Sneed's a guy I'm kind of leaning towards. But any of those kind of players, even guys like, when it comes down to running backs, like so you have a guy on your team like Chris Ivory, for example, you know, like okay, you know, he's a backup. Lashawn McCoy gets hurt. I can need him. I need depth, but at the same time, it, you know, is Chris Warren available for the Raiders? Uh, who is on AR? Is he in your waiver wire? Because if he is, pick him up, pick stash him, up. him right. and sit on him. Anybody that has any kind of upside, right? That's youthful. That has not been on your team, like you mentioned before, for four years and just stagnate, and you kind of know what you got. Like they're not a championship caliber player; they're strim- they're strictly depth. You're only playing when somebody gets hurt, but those guys are easy to find everywhere, and you already have one of those guys on your roster as it is. Absolutely. So, let's get into some more of these uh, coach changes, shall we? Sure. So, I mean, obviously, I I wouldn't mind just laying down who who got fired to begin with so we're, okay. we kind of have a baseline here so obviously this year marvin lewis uh from cincinnati got fired adam gase uh, miami dolphins got fired steve wilkes arizona todd Bowles, the jets dirk cutter from tampa bay vance joseph of denver mike mccarthy of green bay and then obviously hugh jackson in cleveland yeah hugh jackson the worst coach in the history of coaches gets fired uh, right now, as of tonight, it looks like Freddie Kitchens is probably going to get that job, which, as a Browns fan, I'm really hoping for. Uh, it'd be good continuity for the Cleveland offense, so keep that thing kind of tr- churning. Nick Chubb, uh, uh, what do you think? Nick Chubb right now is a second-round dynasty startup value? Um, Yes, for sure. I mean, I would, I'm would. i almost to the point where I could put Nick Chubb into elite running back. He's creeping up, and it, you know Category. what I mean? Yeah, he's creeping up and up and up. Yeah, so um, – where do you want to start on some of those coaches you just mentioned? Start at the top that you went up to. Well, I, I wanted to. I wanted to mention one last um, coach that was it wasn't a head coaching uh, firing or parting of ways, if you want to say it the way that they are quoting it. But our man, our man Jim Bob Cooter, and the Woo! D and the D. Woo we when when the cock gets a crowing, <laughs> I gotta get back to the farm. <laughs> Listen, it's our man. That rooster singing to me. I gotta get back to that farm. Jim Bob Cooter, <laughs> chuck that ball far over the mountain. Matt Stafford, you chuck that ball far over the mountain. I'm gonna be so sad if our Cooter doesn't get another job, man. Cooter's gotta get a job, right? Yeah, I hope so. Jim Bob Cooter, the greatest coaching name <laughs> of all time. Of all time. Yeah, him and Patricia together, just in, like you. I think you said it. When I said it. Over, I right? said it when we were talking before. It just seemed like a little bit of an odd fit. I mean, I was I was glad that they gave it a shot, but you know, when it boils down to it, it I think those were just kind of competing um, philosophies in football, not really meant to be on the same team. Yeah, and they need like obviously Patricia is an offensive or defensive coach. They're going to need to find like a good offensive coach to bring in there. Because that Detroit ship needs righted really quick. I mean, well, yeah, they need to commit to running the ball with Carrion Johnson. I mean, obviously, it was it was a lot harder once he went down for that offense to get going. Yeah, and I and I I'm telling you, I fall. We're gonna talk about players I want to trade for later. For I think Carrion Johnson is. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like I think that offense has to switch their role. I think for too long they've thrown the football way more than anybody. And that's how it's been Jim Bob Cooter's offenses. Right. 
has lived. Been, yeah, predicated and on Matt Stafford can throw the ball as far as ever, but he's not the greatest quarterback. You know, like he's he's an above average. He's a quality quarterback, but like it's gonna be really hard for Matt Stafford to go out there and win you a Super Bowl. And a guy can't even go out there and win a playoff game or get you to playoffs, let alone do that. So I think they really should focus on carry on i think carry on is still I, I i i would consider carry on like a poor man's Le'Veon bell i really would and you gotta remember Le'Veon's first year in pittsburgh he wasn't like the stud muffin he became right uh but he still shows me some of those traits with his patience his pass catching ability and his run style so i do like carry johnson i think he's a great buy he's not cheap but i i can totally envision alliance completely overhauling their offense and kind of doing what like matt lafleur did and Tennessee at the end of the year there, we just really went to the run game and just relied on the run game where Detroit's going to do that to open stuff up more for Matt Stafford to get some more of this going out there, like to help his passing game, open some lanes up because they just have not been able to run the football and rely on Karrion Johnson. I would, I would give up one, one in this year's draft class for Karrion Johnson. I today i think i would also because i don't think there's gonna be a running back there that's of the same quality oh so i don't if, think there's any running back there especially if you need a running back i would definitely give up one one for him yeah i'd have one no one. problem getting yep. a receiver and i think he's gonna really pay dividends next year i think he's a really nice high upside player if i was doing a startup draft uh and i want to attack some receivers early he's one of the running backs i would say okay right around the third round i would wouldn't mind taking my first running back and i could see him being somebody that's like the best available there that i'd hitch my wagon to yep but going by the Jim Bob Cooter, adios Cooter. Yeah, that's a good. He runs. A, he runs a nice offense. I, I feel like the personnel just kind of slipped away from there in Detroit. I'd like to get see him get a nice second chance with one of these coaches. And with all these new coaches coming in, preferably looking to maybe with a possibly like a deep one of these defensive coaches getting hired, uh, him get an opportunity. That maybe even it. to a place like well, no, Denver wouldn't be a good fit. No, I, I think they have their eyes set on, um, you know, bringing in a defensive guy and then having um, Gary Kubiak be come, the, down. come down as the offensive coordinator. Well, we'll see. We'll yep. see Jim Bo- Bob Cooter again for sure. Uh, so as, as we bid adieu to him, let's get into some of these coaches. Um, Cliff, Cliff uh, Kinsbury. Yeah, for the Arizona Cardinals. Just got hired by the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, that's just a weird uh, situation. You know, he leaves – uh, Texas Tech, right? With just a thirty-five and forty record over six years, so he wasn't even winning there in Texas Tech. And he had Pat Mahomes there. Remember, this is a guy that got rid of Baker Mayfield for like David Shaw. Or Already not, hate or, him. Or, yeah, he got rid of Baker Mayfield. All right, he had Pat Mahomes and didn't win with him. He gets fired from Texas Tech. Fired. Right. Texas Tech takes the OC USC, OC USC. job. Yeah, at USC. And then quits that to get the head coaching job. And so he never actually was the offensive coordinator, right? That was this year that he got hired to be the offensive coordinator. He was there for a month. And now he's already jumping ship there and going to be so he the called, Arizona head coach. I mean, his big thing is he, he, he had high-scoring offenses, right? But a lot of colleges have high-scoring offenses. And definitely when you have really bad defenses, like where he played. Right. Yeah. Or coach. And... I think this all just—I mean, obviously, it's, it's pretty clear. It just boils down: to what can we do to get Josh Rosen going? And that's exactly, you know, um, when we were talking before the show. That's exactly what we had mentioned, man. It's, it's one of those things where I don't—I don't think they care. You know, Arizona. They, uh, yeah, it would be great if 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 Kinsbury is really good and they do awesome. 
but really they just want him to teach Josh Rosen how to be an NFL quarterback. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure, you know, what experience he brings to the table to say that he can do that in the NFL. Kinsbury, I have no idea. I mean, obviously he has a good offensive system in college. Hopefully he can adapt that to the NFL. There's a lot of ifs here for me. So to be honest, not not one of those guys where I'm like jumping up and down like, yes, it's an awesome hire. It, it could be. I have no idea. No, and all these coaches, we have no idea. We have no idea. Like when, when the Rams hired Sean McVay, when he was hired, I'd be like, oh, who? Like, who's that? Exactly. I, I mean, Jared Goff was kind of boo-boo last year. Hopefully, it turns out okay, and he's the greatest offense of mine. First of all, Cliff, your name's spelled with a K. I, I have beef right there, right? Your name's Cliff Klingsbury. I don't know what your parents thought uh, was funny about that, that your last name begins with a K, so your first name begins with a K. I just hope your middle initial isn't, like, Kenny, all right? Because then it's getting real <laughs> racist up in here, and I don't need that in my life. You don't need that. No, Cliff. Nobody needs then that. Then we got some serious issues. I need to see a birth certificate, actually, now that we're talking about this. Cause <laughs> i got to make sure we, we're all on the same page here. Um, but if I'm him, if I'm Steve Kime and I'm Cliff Klingsbury, here's what I'm doing. I am uh, hoping Larry Fitzgerald comes back next year. Right. I'm hoping Christian Kirk takes his next step forward. I'm taking all my draft capital. I'm going to try and get the best offensive line I possibly can to protect Josh Rosen so I can get the ball to David Johnson way more, yep. like way more. And I'm going to come up all kind. like not only am I going to work with Josh Rosen to make him a little bit better, but I'm going to figure out way more ways to get the ball into David Johnson's hands consistently. And I'm going to bring in another receiver, preferably a receiver of some size. Maybe they could have one more year under Larry Fitzgerald to kind of like get you know get familiar with the way he does things and kind of be under his tutelage learn how to be a pro a guy like right. Devonte parker comes to mind uh a guy who's been under the thumb of the miami dolphins and adam gase who adam gase from all these re- reports i've seen come out of here is just a huge dick uh can't even get along with the owner none of the players like him uh things are his way D- over doesn't even know how to utilize players kind of treated Devonte Ad- parker like shit for the last couple of years uh, a good prospect we love coming out of Louisville who just hasn't done anything, but he's shown some flashes here or there. I think that'd be a good fit for a team like Arizona, a player with some high upside there with a fir- you know, former first-round pick. But that's what I would do in Arizona. That, that would get me excited. I said, yeah, I think they do have a good amount of uh, cap space, but just whatever you can to beef up the offensive line. They definitely. Protect Rose yeah. in that way. Run the ball. Give him some short screens. Slowly open things up. Christian Kirk as well. Maybe out of the slot, some quick slots. Uh you know they've been using Larry Fitz in the slot a lot as well, but that's what I would like to do. I I mean, you just sold me. You know what I mean? I mean that would be perfect. I I just I have no I have no basis as to what I should expect from this guy. So. He's a losing college quarterback coach. He, if if this was if this was us, if this was the Browns and they signed Clingsbury, I'd be like, what the hell is this? I would be disappointed. But like anybody that comes to the Browns, like I, like, or anybody, like the way I look at it, no matter who it is, no matter what happens, I always say, well, now they're my coach, they're my quarterback, they're my receiver. I'm going to give them a chance. Even though I know they're going to fail, but I'm going to give them a chance. Because you don't know. We don't know. You know, Clingsbury, you know, I think when McCarthy got hired by Green Bay, he was like the quarterback coach, and he was like, or offensive coordinator, he was like the worst offense in the league. And they went on to win the Super Bowl. So we don't know. Exactly. No idea. Hope for good things. It sounds like he's at least, you know, got a creative offensive mind, and, and hopefully he can transition that to the NFL. And that's, and that's what it is. I see a lot of tweets. I hear a lot of people are saying, hey, everybody's looking for that next Sean McVay, so people are going to make these younger hires kind of out there hires, and I think there's a lot of people taking a swing with the bat, but it's gonna a lot of people are going to miss. But mm-hmm. at the same time, 
You know, I'm also a firm believer is like it doesn't matter what you do. Guy for like the guy he's replacing Steve Wilkes, who had one year on the job. That job, you know, everybody was hurt on that team. Uh, he was put in a really bad situation. The fire after one year, it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do? You gave me a rookie quarterback. Sam Bradford was here to start, even. Yeah, you know, we all knew he was going to last five seconds. It's if you don't have a good like a good quarterback, you're going to get fired. Like, oh, because your team's going to suck, right? One hundred percent, because your teams, you're just not going to be competitive. Uh, other coaches you mentioned, uh, Green Bay hired Matt Lafleur. Uh, again, it's, it's all these are like Sean McVay connections. Where so Lafleur was with uh, Sean McVay's OC, but then he didn't call plays, so he went to Tennessee, where he's allowed to call plays. Tennessee's offense last year didn't do anything to overly excite me. I know they got onto the run late in the year, and that really helped. Right, another another team that I I feel like um, injuries. You know, I mean, when your starting quarterback was in and out of the lineup, um, when you know you're you're, you're dealing with Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, Corey As Davis was banged up too. Corey Davis was banged up, so it's it's one of those things. It's a little bit hard to tell what he wanted the offense to actually be when when you're when you're dealing with the backups. So um, a uh, little little tough, um, but I guess you know no excuses now. You're going to Green Bay. You have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Great news for Aaron Jones. Yeah, definitely great news for Aaron Jones, uh, especially with the running back usage at the end of the year. Um, definitely committed to the run and. You know Lafleur's. Uh, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong here, but Lafleur's originally came from Washington with McVay, right? Which was also kind of came under the Kyle Shanahan type of yeah. of offense. I believe so. So I mean, I mean, all those things are 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 good things for for running backs. So um, you know, any you know, you look at Todd Gurley, you look at anyone that has ever run for. Um, um, Shanahan and, and and that's a good thing so Aaron Jones um, obviously the most talented guy there when you watched the players play so yeah no I agree I mean because the, the offense he runs is it's a one back system mm-hmm. right right same right. thing with Sean McVay it's all Todd Gurley that's how Lafleur was and he kind of got away a guy comes get, in and you know, spells every once in a while that's yeah it. and like at the end of the year he just really just wrote Derrick Henry you know he made Derrick Henry look really good for mm-hmm. somebody that we but I'm not all in on Derrick Henry now because he had a good five games, but he made Derrick Henry look fantastic, uh, which kudos to him for somebody who didn't do anything before. So with him, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and again, if he's if he falls into that Kyle Shanahan, this isn't the McVay offense because McVay actually spreads the ball around a lot. But they're in Green, you know, Green Bay. They've always focused on and that stuff is Rodgers, Devontae Adams, right. and. Next year, it's going to be who's going to step up. You know, you got Jake Kumaro, who looked really good early in the year. Equinemia St. Brown. Uh, Mardez Valdez-Scantlin had a moment there, about two weeks of looking really good. And then that was it. Geronimo Allison, before he got hurt, will be locked in number two. But I think the big beneficiary here, besides we all know Rodgers is good, I think it's Aaron Jones. Again, I think Aaron Jones has a chance next year to take even a bigger step. This is a guy who didn't even you know, spend the first couple of weeks and then was just was ignored for the first six weeks of the system. Kind of, I think, had another part in Mike McCarthy getting fired. And I think Aaron Jones has another chance next year with that offense, with all those receivers being healthy on that team, which will open things up a little bit more. I think Aaron Jones has the potential to be a top 12 fantasy football player next year in this offense. If LeFleur runs the offense, he kind of ran there in 
Tennessee. Totally agree, man. So um, I mean, it gets me really excited. Him, I would love to. He's a he's a he's a big time buy. I, I would I would imagine. I mean, yeah, because coming off the knee injury, coming off the suspension, I mean, people got glimpses of it. So you know, you're not going to get him cheap. But but I feel like that juice would be worth the squeeze. Right. Like what you buy in Aaron Jones. I feel mm-hmm. like like whoever has Aaron Jones in the league, like I'm approaching them. What's a cost? And I'm seeing what that owner says just to kind of open those negotiations. Maybe he'll come in and surprise me with something that I'm totally willing to pay. But I would be willing to pay the overpay here for Aaron Jones. And I look more value. I'm trying to think of like where I would value him this year. I like more of like a top six, seven running back range there. Um, I don't know who finished around there this year. Uh, like a year kind of like Philip Lindsay had, for example. Um, right. I wouldn't right. put in that value because I don't think anybody would trade you philip Lindsay for or like aaron jones for philip Lindsay straight up maybe somebody would if they're like a broncos fan for the most part i don't really see that going down but i would like to get him for that kind of player or some player for upside i mean i would put i would put to put it to like i'm trying to even think of like a receiver that'd be willing to give up for like aaron jones like do you think i think this is not too crazy to go off here like Corey davis is somebody that we like a lot right i like them more than you coming out i still like Corey davis um but I would even be go to the point now, like I think Corey Davis for Aaron Jones straight up is a fair trade if you were good at receiver and you needed a running back. No, I think it's fair value because they're both young. They're both um, – they're both. I mean, you know, obviously you're looking more of a projection really with Corey Davis than you are because you've seen more. I, I feel like you've seen more from Aaron Jones. You've 100% that. seen yeah. more from Aaron Jones. And I love Corey Davis. I think Corey Davis is a great buy too. I think he's going to take another step forward next year as well. But I think right now today in the dynasty world, that's a fair trade. And I think the return you're going to get out of Aaron Jones, obviously your concern is length of playing time over the career. But I think – I think let me put. I'll, I think I would bet Aaron Jones have more fantasy points than Corey Davis next year. Yes, I would. I would bet so also. As okay. I mean, barring obviously, you make that bet? barring injury. You want to make, you want to make that bet? With more fantasy w- points, we're both, I'll take Aaron Jones. We're both on the Aaron take, Jones. No, no, no. Side. I take Aaron Jones. No. You take Corey Davis. We're both on the same side. If here. I win, you owe me a box of Mike and Ike's, and if you win, I'll give you a box of those like hot tamales. I mean, hot tamales are better than Mike and Ike's, no. but I, but I, I mean, I would rather if we're going like movie theater style yeah yeah candy. Real candy. Real movie theater style candy give me junior mints and i'll be happy junior mints yeah you don't like chocolate i love chocolate so Ugh, that sounds terrible they're so good i mean they're really really small so i could probably eat two of them yeah i could i could probably eat two boxes of them oh they're really really small no there's no Delicious. way possible i'm not a loser like we're that, just never gonna find any common ground on our movie theater candy mm, it's fine I, i'm a gummy sour kind of guy and you're just a gross chocolate kind of guy yep well, whatever. Delicious. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's good news. I think I think the hire, for at least part fit from a dynasty aspect, is a really good hire. And you got Aaron yeah. Rodgers, so he's going to maintain his – it's going to help. And obviously, we didn't talk about this uh, prior to the show, but Dirk Cutter going back and being the offensive coordinator uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, reuniting with Matt Ryan. Yeah, and Mike Malarkey as the tight ends coach there as well. So it gives you, it gives you three head coaches there. Yeah, so that's Former I mean, head coaches. putting putting together a strong staff. That's good. I thought Sarkeesian was a horrible fit there as the offensive coordinator. They did better this year than than last year. You know, in the second year of his system, but I just thought it just wasn't good at utilizing his weapons. I mean, so hopefully we'll see some sort of revival of um, 
Julio Jones's touchdowns in the next came on strong at the end of the year. Finished with nine. That was pretty fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, obviously you have Calvin Ridley there, which is going to be another nice asset. I, I still think Austin Hooper is a nice sneaky tight end mm-hmm. to own here. Um, I'm buying Austin Hooper going this year as well. I mean, he's only 23 years he's, old. So he's that young, 23. Yeah, yeah, Hooper's super young, man. Wow. Like he's not as old as you. Maybe he's 24, right. but he's young. You know what I mean? Like he's in that like. Like shockingly young when you look at him, like oh I didn't know he was that. Yeah, old. no, I, I would have. Same thing with like Jameis. Like people talk about like Jameis, like oh I don't know what. Jameis is only twenty five years old. I would have guessed like twenty five, twenty six for Hooper. But... No, like twenty. I don't know if you're looking it up on your phone right now. But... I'm tr- attempting to. Yeah, yeah, he's like twenty three. So you know, obviously it's, it's going to be uh, Devontae Freeman there. Ito Smith will be the other back there for them. So it, nice things just any up there. I mean, Cutter was a good offensive coordinator. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, not sure what to expect from the running backs. I can't re- I can't recall who was running backs, who was a running back there when he was there as, as offensive coordinator. I have no. I mean, Devonta Freeman. I don't know that he was. I, I want to say maybe maybe his very first year, maybe his rookie year, he was there. Was it Michael Thomas? Was it? I don't. I don't. Michael I honestly, Turner. Yeah, Michael Turner. I don't think so. That's a while. Ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, These fantasy years bleed right into each other. So, yes, um, October 29th, 1994 was his birthday. And he's 23? 24. 24, so he just turned 24 like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, see, so he's super young. Yep. That's good news for these tight ends. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, they always take about three years. Uh, next year's going to be David Njoku's third year. Came out a little bit stronger there at the end with uh, him as well. So good. So in Atlanta. Nice uptick. What other coaches we have that were hired here? We had, uh, I think that was it for the hirings, right? That was it for the hirings, yep. Um, so we still have nobody, nobody the Dolphins job to fill, the Browns job to fill, the Jets job to fill. And the Broncos. And the Broncos job to fill. Mm-hmm. And the Bengals job to fill. Oh, I barely didn't count that one. But yeah, yes. nobody, nobody cares about that team. So, yeah, those are the coaches' changes here. Um, let's talk about a couple players here. Before we get into that, though, um, Antonio Brown's situation comes out. Sure. Where he... Turns out he misses week seventeen not because of the knee. There was but there was no beef. injury, people. Yeah, it's just beef. Yeah. Like he's got beef. Nobody's saying with who. Uh, everybody hates Ben. Ben throws everybody on the bus. Uh, maybe it's because Juju was named, you know, offensive team player, MVP, team MVP, basically offensive MVP. Um, That's like voted upon by the team and then released to the public. <laughs> like it seems like a horrible PR move. But go ahead. And- yeah, like what is this? Why, why? Why is the team even voting for an MVP? Why would exactly. he even have – this isn't high school. Nobody needs a ribbon. Like, oh, you're our MVP. No, you know who's the MVP is? Nobody. You guys didn't make the playoffs. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. There's no – no, no. don't celebrate anything. You guys blew it, okay? Um, but for Pittsburgh, this is – I mean, this could be the roughest year on record I can remember forever for Pittsburgh. You know, uh, a franchise that's been labeled like, you know, with the Roonies, just a, a very solid franchise that knows how to draft receivers, blah, 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 blah. And here they come into this, and Le'Veon Bell sits out. You know, James Conner saves the day. Now, all of a sudden, Antonio Brown, he's had his ups and downs all year long, even going back to him throwing out furniture out of a hotel window uh, way back before the year even started. I didn't, uh, even, I didn't even remember that incident. You know honest. what I mean? I know, but that's yeah. what, for him, I mean, he's just turned himself into that kind of a dick diva, uh, little double D there, you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. New terminology. We're not, yeah, we're not talking about Dungeons and Dragons either, dick diva. So, um, <laughs> you know, complete opposite of Nick Foles, by the way. Yeah. Complete opposite. Who's, yeah, yeah. It's, who's a vagina diva? No, he's calling him Rob. Isn't that the opposite of a dick diva? 
Now he's big dick Nick. Matt. Oh, my bad. All right. Come on. Get hit with the big dicks. <laughs> Sorry. He's a dick diva, Got which it. means he's just a dick and he thinks he's glorious like of all. Now, listen, Antonio is a fantastic receiver. He is. He's a future Hall of Fame receiver. But the game of football is a team sport. Okay. Not one player is going to win anybody anything in that. Everybody's going to be on the same page. Everybody's going to be working for the same goal here. Yeah, you really do. His diva attitude, his dick diva attitude, has got him into where he's he's just better than everybody else, right? Um, I don't like it. I think it's terrible. And I think uh, if he wants out of Pittsburgh for some reason, I think this is a perfect time to say we bid you adieu. Uh, you bid it there, too. Because guess what? We got Juju. And Juju's only 23 years old, and he looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, what do you have, like 1,400 yards this year, just dominating the team MVP. Over 100 the, catches. Yeah, the press is MVP. And we mentioned this earlier in the year, right? Pittsburgh does this all of the time. They even did it with uh, Antonio Brown. Remember they offered Mike Wallace the money, and Mike Wallace is like, no, so they gave literally that money to Antonio Brown instead. Yep. Turned out to be a pretty good idea. Uh, here we are now, Juju all of a sudden ready to take a big step forward. Antonio Brown's crying like a little baby. Right. Adios. Uh, okay, we'll take a first-round pick for you. Yep. And we'll ride out with Juju and Big Ben and James Conner. It took Big Ben about a week and a half to make the decision. Yes, I will redo my contract so we can clear some space yeah. on the cap. And, like, literally that just happened. So, I mean. So he, they could trade him. They're, they're already clearing space. Um, and, and just to, I mean, I don't know that it's just a facilitated trade. I'm sure he's getting money up front and stuff like that. But. The team might be doing it just to facilitate a trade. And the good thing is we'll know early here. I mean, right now it looks like Antonio is really lobbying to go to San Francisco. I would love that from a fantasy aspect. I, it would make me regret trading away all my Antonio Brown shares uh, with him going to San Francisco and Jimmy Grappolo and that'd Kyle be, Shanahan. That would be a great landing spot, yeah. But, again, I mean, I, here's the way I look at this at the same time. I think right now uh, I'm actually happy I traded Antonio Brown away. I know you did too. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm really ecstatic about it because – Honestly, most he is he's a fantastic receiver. He is. He's one of the best in the NFL. But he's also his fantasy production comes from being heavily targeted by Antonio Brown. I mean Ben Roethlisberger. He targets him. His targets are through the roof. You know, he's when he catches about a hundred over a hundred footballs every year, you know, maybe on another team he'd catch about eighty five. Kind of like you know, Jarvis Landry for the Browns. He catches over hundred yard balls every year. This year with the Browns, he still caught about ninety footballs right around there. Which is still really good, but they actually spread the ball around. They just didn't focus on just Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Right. The Dolphins sucked, but they threw the, they threw because the all they did was throw the ball to Jarvis pretty much, and that was the only fantasy value. Obviously, in Pittsburgh, you got James Conner, you got Juju, so he's not the only fantasy value there, but he's still targeted pretty heavily. So he'd have to go to another team to do that. He would also have to acclimate himself into a new offense. And we've seen that a lot of times where these receivers go to a new team and they're not as successful as they were in another team. The matter of fact, there's probably you know, a handful of receivers you can even say that were more successful. I would say Robert Woods falls in that category. Um, Golden, guy, Golden Tate. Golden Tate f- fell in that category, yep. leaving uh, Seattle. Um, a guy like uh, uh, Brandon Marshall did it consistently going from one team to another. But, again, it was few and far between where we saw guys actually go sign other big contracts and were studs in oh, yeah. other I mean, team. I mean, you look at, like, I mean, obviously the Chad Johnsons of the world, but that way this. You know, that was at the very tail end of his career. But still, he tried to go to New England and just sunk completely. And for the most part, usually when somebody lets you walk, it's for a reason. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. remember, Tony Brown's going to be 31 going the next year. And that's not saying with the way he plays, um, that won't last for a couple more years. But we're still talking about a ticking clock here. Um, 
I would almost be willing to, like, if we signed with San Francisco, for example, if people got really excited about the Kyle Shanahan train, maybe you can get a little bit more value than you could have gotten last week for him. And I'd still consider making that trade uh, of getting rid of him. Right. When is their – they paid, they they um, they traded a second-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, right? They didn't deal in any firsts, right? Second round pick, yeah. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was just wondering how much they'd be giving away, you know, having just given away that, and then, and then, you know, if they had the the capital basically to do, they'd it. have to. Get, well, I, I know they have the capital, okay, for sure. So, but going back to Pittsburgh too, I think this is another player to I'm buying soon is James Washington, and yeah, throw absolutely. him in that that you know James Washington, somebody who we really like coming out mm-hmm. in this draft here. Um, we knew we were going to be patient with him behind the situation he was in, but just like a lot of other players, he's he's about to get forefronted to the front here to be the number two. And I would love to see him with Juju locked up as the number one and see the number one cornerback, him being that number two receiver in Pittsburgh, running free with with you know the the double coverage going over to uh, Juju with the quarterback and get the ball downfield mm-hmm. to him and a guy like Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's somebody that can instantly jump into wide receiver three categories here in his year two i would love to get some more james washington shares if i could i don't think it's a matter if uh antonio brown is going to get traded i think it's just a matter of when i think to me he's as good as gone i don't know how you could bring somebody back like that who quit on his team in week 17 essentially threw, basically threw a football didn't he throw a football at ben or something yeah like that? i mean just, not, not that whatever i mean people play catch all the time um <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> But for whatever reason, I think it was a little bit more aggressive than that. So, I don't know. Catch. Oh, damn it, Dick Devo wasn't even looking. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you got me right in the tip. I said catch. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love getting some James Washington shares. I think it's a great time to go out there and trade for him uh, and, and acquire him because I think his value is about to go up. And I think by 2020, 2021, his value might even be like high end wide receiver two value. But by that point, Big Ben will probably be out of the league, so who knows where that's going to go. Well, it'll seamlessly transition right to Mason Rudolph. His old <laughs> college quarterback. Um, and, and speaking of that, so we mentioned that. We knew we were going to go up the A-B and lead into James Washington about a player we want to buy. Let's just talk about Let's wrap this up here. A couple other players that we think are really good candidates to buy. Um, Cream Hunt comes to mind for me. Somebody okay. that, uh, you know, I had Tyler Gunther from DHH, Dynasty Happy Hour, just texted me the other uh, wrote me the other day saying, you know, I think you overvalue Cream Hunt. And I wrote back, I don't think I am, where I think I'd give up a first-round pick to this day for Cream Hunt. I don't think it's going to be uh, something where, you know, we still don't even know if he's going to get suspended by the league. You know, he hasn't been put on any list. He hasn't been suspended. Uh, I know he's going to have to resign, but usually he can still suspend him even before he signs. So I definitely think that he gets signed. I s- still predict that Heat Cream Hunt will be a Philadelphia Eagle. That's my bold prediction right now. If you ask me today in January, I think I've said this before, I think Cream Hunt signs with the Eagles because I think they're going to get him on a good contract. They're going to be a, a Super Bowl caliber team that he can go play for. Maybe it's a two-year contract, uh, not guaranteed. But he will be back in 2019. I, I, get, I feel pretty comfortable saying that. And right now, his value is going to be as low as it possibly ever was. You know, going into right before he got suspended, he had an ADP of eight overall, right around there, and now he's in the fifties. No, I, I think I think he's definitely a, a good buy low candidate, and it, I do think he's going to return in two thousand and nineteen. I don't know that it's going to be at the beginning of the year. No, um, that's fine. It, right, you could you could be wasting a, a good portion of this year on whatever draft pick you give up, or, or on the upcoming year rather. Um, it, like it could be ten games, you know. I mean, 
Could be. You never I'm know. I'm okay with that. They're investigating, you know, from what we said the first time. I haven't heard anything different. They were investigating three separate incidents. Yeah, players get hurt all the time, and you lose them. Ahead and of time. and right, made, that's exactly You know what? Exactly. Hunter Henry got hurt. I went out and traded for everywhere I could for Hunter Henry. Right. Uh, I feel like Hunt's the same exact way here. And, again, if he, if he fell into that situation that I just mentioned, uh, Philadelphia, to me that just seems like a really logical landing spot. Um, for him, I think it would be a really good situation. It would be a great system fit, obviously. Um, it would be a, an amazing system yeah. fit, Matt. The way he catches the football and the way his – Well, it's, the, a, it's the same system he was running at Kansas City. I mean, that's that's you know what I mean. Like, it's identical. Th- they're the exact same system. so it, It's literally identical. You plug and play. Which is more reason why I think with the former coach there, where I think it's just too much of – Right. It could absolutely – yeah, I would see that. I would say that's the most feasible place. Also, I mean, it all depends on the owner's appetite for that kind of player. Yeah, even if he like ended up somewhere, even with the Bears, that they got rid of Jordan Howard and they brought him in. You know, obviously, right. that would hurt Tariq Cohen it would. a lot there. Yes. Yep, that'd be another really good fit. So, I think wherever he goes, it would be. I I think he's again, he's talented enough where I think when he gets another shot, he's still going to shine. I know he was not, to me, he was not a system running back. You know what I mean? So right now with cream Hunt's value, which I think right now it's even less than it was when he was cut. Cause he hasn't done anything. And people don't, there's a big question mark. Like there's some people that are going, well, we don't know if he does come back. That, I think he does hundred percent. I, I mean, I think there's definitely be people out there that think that, um, like you, can you imagine you, if you had a guess, just in a, not in a vacuum, like it'd be pretty easy to get cream hunt for like, a mid to late first? Yes. In 2019? Yes. What would Definitely. you rather have? Um I would rather have I would rather have pre-month than a late first for sure. And what about a mid first? Even a mid first. Yeah. yeah to me that's a, literally a no-brainer. Um it's a proven it's a proven player. You know you you I loved what I saw coming out of college. Obviously the off-field stuff, you know, put that stuff aside for for this conversation. Oh yeah, um, he's a douche. Right. Um He's not a dick diva, he's just a douche no diva. Right. Douche. So um so yeah, I, I would rather have him than a mid first round pick in two thousand nineteen. Yeah. I I'd go when we get through all this through this process of grading these players as of even right now, like if I had picked six five, I'd consider to me I think that's even more so and, uh, and listen, a if, reason to go get him. If the guy never comes back, I mean it sucks. You'll get over it. It's just like you busted on your first round draft pick. It's, it's not. All it's, it is. it's not that big of a deal. We I, all do it. We've all done it before. And guess what? Our teams are still here. Maybe we'll nail your second round. You pick. find you find a good player somewhere else. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. But he's he's the top of my list of players I want to go get. And mm-hmm. maybe it's a long wait, but that that wait will well be worth it because running backs like him are extremely hard to come by. Uh, definitely, if he lands in the right spot. Uh, and it could be one of those situations too, where maybe he doesn't sign early, and then all of a sudden somebody gets hurt. You know, uh, say you know the Jarek McKinnon effect, where they go down the eight torn ACL, and it could be anywhere. You know, it could literally be anywhere. Somebody tears a situation you don't even realize it's in a good spot. Like even, you know, like the Rams for you know Todd Gurley goes down, his knees hurt. Oh, oh they signed Cream Hunt. Oh, everybody's like he's running back one. Jeez, let me get him. So that juice to me is worth the squeeze. Um, another player I'd like to go out and buy today is Deshaun Hamilton for the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, they shipped off um, what's his name, 
Demaris Thomas. Demaris Thomas. Tore his Achilles. Tore his Achilles right away. Um, Cortland Sutton is is getting his shot, you know, obviously through that. And then what he hurt? Who? Cortland Sutton. Manny Sanders. I was going to say, a man, then Emmanuel Sanders what ruptured he, his he, Achilles. His Achilles, too. So Demarius and Emmanuel Sanders ruptured Achilles. That's, That's that mountain high air. Bad news, man. All that legal weed loosening up the Achilles. Oh, boy. Oh, that's not good. Stay away from that legal weed. Exactly. Ruin your Achilles. Um, Cortland so, Sutton show, Deshaun Hamilton show. Yeah, obviously, you know, they're hoping probably that Emmanuel Sanders, well, Emmanuel Sanders is hoping Emmanuel Sanders comes back. I'm not sure they're going to bring him back on the number that he was at either way. It takes you a year to come back from. Right. A year. So you're that late in the season. To so, the playoff. so he's not coming back anytime soon. They're not, not bringing him back. Not anytime soon. I don't know that they can cut him when he's injured. Injury settlement. So he might end up on one of those type of things, get an injury settlement. But I would, I would imagine that's probably got to be pretty substantial either And who give a rat's behind? Because, listen, he's going to start off the season on a pup regardless. Right. It's going to be Cortland Sutton and Sean Hamilton. Sean Hamilton already showed this year late in his season that he can handle it. Nobody loves a slot receiver more than uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum he Targets that the, position 25% of his targets. Loves the slots. Loves the slots. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Are you, wait, are you talking about Vegas, like the slots? Slots. Oh. Yep. It could be nasty either way. Yes, it can. <laughs> my my brain goes way too many different. I, I have a terrible brain. Uh, um, So to me, like he's going to be established enough where they wouldn't even do anything anyways with Emmanuel Sanders, and that's the way they're going to look at it. I think the whole reason was trade Damaris to get these two more involved. Anyways, I think Hamilton's going to be a very solid uh, potential like low-end wide receiver two kind of receiver out there. So to me, again, somebody I have no problem giving up. Somebody took him in the second round of their draft last year. I have no problem giving him a mid first for Deshaun Hamilton this year. Um, a mid first might be a little Ooh, high. too rich for you. Too high for my um, taste there. Um, no, nope. see, not me. I see it. I see what's coming, man. PPR machine. I I I think. I mean, I think he's going to be a PPR machine. I think he's going to be pretty good. I think I would like him a lot more at the end of the first round. Um, but why? But why? But what are we picking here? I mean, and a class classics have a lot of like iffy players and have a lot of question marks right from the mid round on. There's going to be a lot of high upside players here, which is going to get people to change their mind. But give me the safe player, a guy who has like Manuel Sanders. Like he's literally. We talked about it, Matt. Matt. We talked about this when I he know. got drafted. It's going to be the the Demaris Thomas and he's gonna play the Manuel Sanders role. Emmanuel Sanders has been in that system in that role a wide receiver one. He has been. Okay, like what else are we looking for out of out of something like this? Uh, this this is sometimes where I'm I just don't like people are like when it comes to draft picks people are like ooh I don't know it's a little more here's you know from pick five or six like ooh I don't know about that and then you go down and pick nine and ten when most of the time those two players had almost as equal as value anyways right to me it's just kind of like what what. Like, give me the proven guy. Unless there's somebody there, like in a class, like the old Bell Beckham class. And yeah, you might go the high upside when you can get a guy like Devontae Adams, right? And, well, now that I say it, there's going to be a lot of fucking 6'6 six, six receivers exactly. there. Exactly. Get your juices flowing. That's that's what I mean. It's still it's still really early. A guy like Deshaun Hamilton, I feel like you can get a guy like him in the second round. What? in 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 drafts. I, I just do. So I, I'm... I know I, I might be pushing my luck, well, yeah, but I you, feel okay. like I can find guys okay. like him. Yeah, you can because Deshaun Hamilton went in the second round of this draft, right? Exactly. But he went pretty high in the second round, right around there, mid to high second round of these drafts. But it was also, you know, at the time it was a really crowded backfield, you know, receiving core there. We knew it was going to take a little bit of time. But now we've already saw a glimpse of what he can do, and now we know he's going to be the man. So that me, 
It, it, it would have bumped him up. If we knew that was going to be like that last year, it would have bumped him in the first round of last year's class, which is a pretty good class, right? You think Deshaun would have been bumped into the first round of last year's draft? If we knew for sure that he was going to play the Manny Sanders role and he was drafted and they're like, listen, he's starting right away. We believe in this guy's talent. We do, we're going to ship off Demarius because we believe in him. And uh, he's going to play in the slot with Case Keenum. And we so all know Case Keenum. He's staring him. you in the face or James Washington. Back then or today? Right now with all this information. What do you mean? You're doing revisionist history. I would take. Because that's, okay. that's where that's okay. right around where these guys that's were fair. going in that draft. Give, okay, I'll give him first for James Anthony Washington. Anthony Miller or him. Anthony Miller just hurt his shoulder. He just got hurt. Whatever got hurt. Well, Whatever. Anthony Miller, I had a, I took Anthony Miller in the first round this year, so of course I'm taking Anthony Miller All right. in the first round. But we didn't take Deshaun Hamilton. You were saying, gave him first round you were saying Deshaun, Deshaun Hamilton would be in the first round. James Washington was in the, the conversation of that area. Well, it was a really good End draft class, first, Matt, so it's going to bump him out slightly. I, that's okay. what I'm saying. But it's going to be pretty close. Maybe right. pick 12, 12 over Gasicki? Possibly. Over Miller? Possibly. That's what, that's what I'm saying, like, that's kind of where he's landing. And I know, but I like Anthony Miller. But I'm telling you, man, I'm. I think Deshaun Hamilton is going to be a nice, solid. I think he's here's here's Deshaun don't, Hamilton. Don't he's going to be wrong. the Manny Sanders sneaky, really good guy, right? He's going to catch I, about eight footballs per game and anywhere from forty to one hundred and twenty yards and sneaking those touchdowns. He's going to be consistent, fifteen point per game guy in that in that offense. I'm seeing it. I'm feeling it. I'm leaving. The, it's too early in the year to bust out the balls. All right, just leave them away. I'm gonna leave them there. All right, they're comfortable, they're warm, smooth. Oh, okay, enough. The crystals, man. I know the crystals. I'm telling you, I think Deshaun Hamilton's a great buy. All right, all right. And maybe if mid first is too high. Mid first is too high for me. To, in in March, but today it's not too high. I for would me. feel better at the end of the verse. Is all I'm saying. Matt, it's in Denver. It's Rocky Mountain High. All right. How much higher can you get? <laughs> How much higher can you get? I don't know. What do you got on here? Mid first. All right. Moving on to our next player. Sounds like you have some empty pockets over there. <laughs> I got empty pockets. Sorry. Moving on to another player. Um, Give me a name. Uh, so here's a guy that we had already kind of mentioned. But, I mean, just a, a guy that – Devontae Parker. Obviously, Mid first. <laughs> obviously, he's he was just in a situation that we both think and have heard was terrible. In oh, Miami. the poo-poo platter. Yeah. So I mean, he was a guy that we loved coming out. Six was he? Six two, six three, six three with like an eighty eighty inch, eighty two inch yeah, wingspan. Ridiculous catch. Didn't radius. drop shit in college at Louisville with so, Teddy B. So and and he came in, got nicked a little bit to begin with, but then he he must have been so severely in this guy's doghouse severely that he just never got out i mean there was a point this year where the guy's agent said i don't know why he keeps showing up on the injury report he's not injured anymore and then that kind of like forced that i think forced the dolphins hand because literally these people aren't supposed to be lying on the injury reports i mean that's like taking that's the, the rules that's like the rules because people you know people set fantasy football lineups but more importantly people gamble on that kind of stuff you know what yeah. i mean there's there's serious money involved in this kind of thing you know what gase is he's gone he's a dick diva he's a dick diva and he is gone double d uh-huh so i mean him like the next two guys i think kind of both fall into that category so i mean we can lump them together and talk to him talk about them the same about Kenyon drake Kenyon drake yeah another guy that was just misused and mismanaged i mean they're giving a ton of carries to frank, frank gore, gore older than dirt 
I mean, what geez, a gory I'll, sight for my eyes. Sure, the guy is still semi efficient for his age, but when you got a guy like Kenyon Drake, who's clearly more explosive, can make big plays, and you just, I mean, you're giving all these these carries over to a guy that that his prime was literally like five, six, seven years ago. Like, come on, man, that's just misusing your talent. Obviously, did that get you? Get you gown. Yeah, fired, Dick <laughs> get Diva. You, yeah, get you gown, man. So so Kenyon Drake, Devontae Parker, nice guys, I think, to go out and get cheap. I mean, I, th- I feel like after last year, you can get them a little bit cheaper. Yeah, I feel like Drake's going to be cheap just because nobody you – know, like Lamar Miller, right, does not get the opportunity, does not get the opportunity. He goes to Houston, he just got named to the Pro Bowl. Uh, I like Kenyon Drake as a nice buy because I think you get Kenyon Drake, like you said, for pretty cheap. Um, for a player, maybe a package of players on my ro- on my roster, I don't even want anything to do with. Uh, and Devontae Parker, too. I mean, Devontae Parker is going to be almost free at this point. Uh, I think people are just giving up on him. But just because the Dolphins and their dumbass talent uh, evaluation over there is giving up on him, then... Right, might this be a homeless? Be okay might might he be the next homeless predator? Yes, he could absolutely be the next homeless predator. Homeless predator goes to Browns, doesn't drop a football all year. Again, it's it's insane. It's insane. Who would ever thought that I'd want the Browns to re-sign homeless predator? Who would have thought in a million years? Nobody, because we've made fun of him ever since he came in the league. I'm glad yeah. I glad I could whip that boy into shape. Yeah, exactly. So for me, I mean, I love to get some Parker shares. And again, if you're a Dolphins fan, and there's nothing to do with Dolphins, it's just the way they were just coached. And the way they ran their stuff, and right, you know, it has, has nothing to do with the, my Dolphins fandom or, or or not fandom. You know, it has everything to do with the fact that it was. The I, have coach. A, I have a picture of Dan Marino right behind you on my wall. You sure do. Look at Dan. Hey, Dan. Look, you're a great Ace Ventura. You <laughs> loved you, by the way. Um, best best so, role ever. You know, I mentioned earlier, like Devontae Parker. I loved him, and like with an opportunity going to Arizona, I would like. Okay. If you trade for Devontae Parker now, right? Say you give up a second-round pick for Devontae Parker, a late second-round pick for Devontae Parker. Everybody's taking that, right? Sure. Everybody's taking that. You would think. And you're giving up on a a, a chance to probably most likely draft a tight end there because this class is so deep Mm -hmm. at tight end. All of a sudden, it breaks on March, say April 1st. Oh, the San Francisco 49ers signed Devontae Parker. You're going from six to midnight, Matt. You're feeling really good about that second round pick. You're feeling so good that you're walking around with duct tape tapped around your leg because you can, are just overly excited. Gotta strap it down. Yeah, you can't let everybody see how excited you are about these Devonte shares that you got. And to me, you know, a place like that would be a fantastic fit, right? The number one offense on a guy that likes to go downfield with a speedster of uh, Marquise Goodwin offset with Jimmy Garoppolo coming back and McKinnon and Brita. Yeah. And George Kittle. Don't forget about Kittle. My number one overall dynasty tight end. Kittle's in bits and bits and bits. And bits and bits and bits. So that, you know, obviously it's fantastic, right? Now all of a sudden you read that Devontae Parker gets signed to Philly, then you're like, oh, crap, that's not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you keep going to Philly, <laughs> why are all these receivers signed in Philly? <laughs> Don't Dang. they have Jordan Matthews? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they go a lot of different ways, but that's a great spot for him. Um, I think for a second-round pick, that's a good that's gamble. Good. That, yeah, that's definitely worth a gamble. Uh, I, got, I think young receiver is a former first-round pick that has some upside there. And finally, Matt, because uh, we're at a little bit over an hour of a show, uh, let's wrap this up. But give me one more player that you think is a good buy going into the offseason here. I think my man, 
our man. We've liked him ever since he came out. Zay Jones. Ooh, Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Doing karate kicks in the hallways. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't have another weird incident like that. Um, came on strong. Came on very strong at the end. He put together, obviously, back-to-back 17-plus uh, fantasy points in week 16 and 17. Um, but really, it, his overall performance, you know, 56 catches, 652 yards, seven touchdowns, which – which you know, obviously, well, not obviously, but it doubles it doubled his stats from last year. And I he mean, was I, invisible in the first half. He was definitely invisible in the first half. So that's really a lot of that was late season production, and you love to see that end of the year type of, of bumps from players that you, that you expected to see it a, a bump from. So this is a guy coming into his second year. Um, first year was kind of a wash of injuries first year had 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 shoulder issues had a, had a hard time lifting his arm up and we mentioned catch. that going into this year remember we said hey jay jones Zay, we mentioned jay jones at the beginning you're like a nice sneaky buy because right. everybody else gave up on him but we mentioned hey he was hurt he was hurt the whole year he couldn't you I mean you you have a torn labrum you can't really lift your arm so that i mean that explained a lot of the the issues with him catching passes which which especially from Tyrod Taylor were coming in erratic and, and high and stuff like that. And coming out of Eastern Carolina. Right, yeah, a lot lot to learn and and obviously this year they get the new quarterback um Josh Allen uh, obviously has a lot of room to grow, but um I think I think he's farther along passing wise than people thought also more when, than I thought when when Josh Allen came in. So I I mean I think the future is bright for this this combo to kind of grow together. And I could definitely see him stepping up because there's literally, I mean, it's Robert Foster and him there who Robert Foster was an undrafted free agent, you know, coming out this year and Zay Jones. And I think they'd make good compliments to each other because Robert Foster is a down the field type of speed wide receiver. And Zay Jones, I mean, he's fast and he's good, but he in Carolina, in Eastern Carolina, he was a guy that caught like 23 balls in one game. He's a he's, he's a, a very move the chains route yeah. route runner. He can go Middle up and get, he can go up and get the ball in in contested catches or contested passes. So I think those two really do complement each other well. And and once they once they get rolling and and Josh um Josh Allen gets a little bit more used to being in the NFL, you know, a lot of times there's a big jump in year 2 for quarterbacks. I think we can expect a big a big jump next year and, and he'll be he'll be borderlining right around that 1000 yards I think next year uh for Zay Jones. First round pick? Um Yes. Mid first round pick you go for Zay Jones? I I'm higher on Zay Jones, I think than um than Deshaun Hamilton, yeah. Okay, Sean Hamilton. So that's fair. Um, I just I, I think there's just a little bit more upside with him talent wise. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I would I would say so too. I think the concern you'd have there would be Josh Allen uh, throwing the football would be the only concern I have there. Uh, but I see that I see to me I see Zay, Deshaun Hamilton and Zay Jones when it comes to fantasy production wise pretty close. Uh, I would probably lean Zay Jones on upside as well, but I, I don't know. You ask me tomorrow, I'll probably say Deshaun Hamilton. So they're, so they're that close in your mind, yeah. Yeah, but I, again, he falls in the category too. Like, uh, I'm, I have no problem. Because again, if I'm in the middle of the first round anyways, like I'm almost borderline uh, in the playoffs, or if I have pick eight, you know, I just got bumped out of the playoffs, I have no problem giving up a first round pick for either of those guys that are going to make my team better immediately. Right. Uh, 
so yeah, I have no problem with that. I love Zay Jones going next year as well. He, I think all these guys I love. Like, okay, I don't love Devontae Parker going next year. I don't love Kenyon Drake, but I love Deshaun Hamilton going next year. I love Aaron Jones going next year. I love James Washington with Antonio Brown gone. And then, of course, I love Zay Jones going to next year as well. Um, maybe even some guys like a guy like Mike Kosicki who didn't do anything in you know, Miami with the new coach coming in. And uh, they like to utilize the tight end. Hopefully, he could be somebody who did right. nothing. So, you know, those players that those rookies that do Zay Jones, you know, the Zay Jones effect where they did nothing their rookie year yep. that I can try and get a little bit cheaper the following year. Um, but again, if you need a tight end, there's gonna be so many tight ends in this class, there's no need to make a move, honestly. There's gonna be a lot of tight ends in this class, true statement. Um, so that's it. First uh, show out of 19 in 2019, hit out of the park, Matt. Happy you new hit year. out of the park. Happy um, new year. So since we've gone for a couple of weeks, let's do a little refresher on some things. Our, our new ranking system, I actually saw it for the first Ooh. time this week in 2019. Uh, I actually loaded all my players up there and started ranking them. So those will be up soon. I can, I'm going to announce it now. We're going to have uh, PPR rankings. Nice. And Super flex rankings. And? Standard rankings. Nice. And IDP rankings. Holy Toledo. Headed by our guy, John Glosser, uh, doing IDP because that's our guy. Uh, so we'll have some more rankings. We'll probably have to find some more rankings as well. But those will be coming to you within the next two weeks. Guaranteed those will be up on the site. Um, and they're going to look really cool because we're doing some cool things with that. Like I said, we have some things coming up here. Uh, we're going to have a subscription platform coming up. We're which, putting uh, money into the site and, you know, obviously those upgrades. Yeah, well, we've been putting some money in the site for about four and a half years. Right, but these are like the, the most substantial upgrades, I think, in, in the past couple of years. So. Yeah, this new rank. Again, they're just rankings, but it's going to be sweet. And what's really sweet is we set these rankings up. Um, you'll see when they get up, they're going to have these graphs next to them, which are going to be chart stuff. I don't want to say all the things are going to chart because we are also we just started building the second part of it. Like the rankings is just the first part of it, which is going to be sweet. And we'll announce it when you, you become the Nerd Herd member, what's coming, which hopefully is going to come way sooner. But we're also building a new cool tool that's going to be really fun and it's going to be really, really uh, beneficiary to lo- let you know the true value of players. It's going to be it's it's my favorite thing that we're going to be yep. building. Yep. But we had to build the rankings first to tie into it, and that's what the chart to the left to the right of the player's name is going to be. That shit's expensive, dude. Like you got to pay a thousand bucks a year just to update all the like stats of the players, like just for the rankings. Like it's when we have our sub base, it's not it's going to be pay our rankers and our writers. Again, more more stuff that we're doing that we're not going to be getting money for. for. <laughs> but it's going to be sweet, and it's going to really help you with your Dynasty team. Um, of course, if you want to support the site, you know, we have the donation. You can buy a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt, of course. Sure. Um, those are always... Repping our gear, man. Guaranteed to make your high-five intake, uh, intake increase. It is the most comfortable sh- shirt you'll ever wear. Uh, we should start selling, selling padded gloves with those, right? Somebody wrote me they bought padded gloves. I saw, that they got the new I saw that. That's what, that's what made me think of it. Uh, but they are the most comfortable shirts ever. Uh, again, we'll probably do more. We're gonna be doing more shirt giveaways, giveaways this year too. But it's gonna be again for the nerd herd. There's gonna be a lot of cool things that if you join the nerd herd, it's probably gonna be like thirty bucks a year, I think, something like that. Which is, I know, thirty bucks. It's a lot, but I have a, I have a good. I already thought about my sell point about having a cup of coffee with you and I All right. every day. Like right, like if you if you it basically be like three bucks a month, that'd be like you you go and have coffee with me and Matt every weekend. Personally, you only buying me a coffee. That's it. You wouldn't even buy Matt a coffee. He would sit there and you'd be able to talk to us for an hour a week 
talking dynasty fans football and you'd be us giving your advice i love coffee why don't i get coffee because it's only three bucks a month and i need my coffee and you'd have to sit there okay like in every other month you would i mean but that's not bad right we could alternate months at least that'd be cool i mean you could you could have a coffee just go buy yourself that's all no, don't I... ask the freaking people that listen to podcasts to buy you coffee cheap bastard <laughs> at least as long as i get a coffee i'm fine I, even if i have to buy it that's fine. i love coffee yeah, so me much too. um but uh Again, the biggest thing too, like I can't, I, I wish, like I want to say it now, but it's so big, like nobody else is doing it, so I can't say anything in case somebody steals it. But you're gonna love it. It's gonna be so much fun. I can't wait for it. We'll wait till it's officially out. I know. I'm not saying anything right. now, Matt. All right. Do you, do you listen to me when I talk? Barely. Uh, you, you can always join the <laughs> Dynasty Nerds Facebook group group page. We're at three point two thousand people on that page. Three point two k. And if there's any good time to have some good discussion, it's in during the off season. So make sure you go on NiceNerds.com, click the group chat. You can join our Facebook group page. Again, that page is awesome. Yeah, man, that's a great place to tap into the whole community and, and get a lot of good feedback. I mean, nothing like putting a question on there and you get like 30 responses from people all over the United States or world that have a different aspect of that. You can get a nugget of information or like, okay, so Twitter had, you can put a poll on Twitter and it expires in 24 hours. You can put a poll on the Facebook page too and get hundreds of responses on there as well. That kind of help it get you going there. So that's another tool you can use. Um, anything else I got going on here? Kind of promote. Oh, you leave us a rating review rate and review. iTunes. Review. That's what I was gonna say. Why well, wonder not wonder wonder, oh. wonder what number we're on. It's I, been so long yeah. since we promoted leaving us a rating review on iTunes. I looked at it uh yesterday, I think, for the first time in a while. Where Matt, this needs a pimp in here because we're at six hundred and ninety two reviews. Whoa. That's quite a bump from last time, right? It's been a while. Yeah. We were pushing for six hundred last right. time. Right. So listen, we only need eight of you. To get, again, if you have an Android phone, you're dead to us. We don't need to do anything. <laughs> just, just Apple. That's all we count. Yeah. But <laughs> leave us a review there, too. But if you have iTunes, again, somebody's done this. You can take your grandma's phone. It's okay to do this. It's right? fine. She doesn't mind. Your grandma Leave care. us a rating review on iTunes. It really helps the podcast. It's a good way to help promote the podcast. It keeps us on top of the charts here. But if eight of you do that. We'll be at 700 reviews. That's, That's a good milestone. That is pretty sweet, man. We should give away a shirt, right? Definitely. All right. So if we get to 700 reviews, not by next week, whenever we, whenever we get there, we're going to give away a shirt, a Dyson right. Nerds t-shirt. We're going to do another Twitter contest. We'll, maybe we'll do a Facebook group page contest. Hmm. Mm. I like. Mm. I like. Double promotion, Matt. Double promos. Yeah. What does the Facebook page get us? Uh, What does it get us? I don't know. I'm just... High fives? No, nah, it's just a community. A good fuzzy feeling? I love Dynasty Nerds. Yep. All the free stuff we get. We get free stuff? Well, not us personally. Oh, I was going to say. We actually pay money for the <laughs> stuff. I was going to say. You're hoarding, you're hoarding things from me then. <laughs> All this free stuff I have. <laughs> Where do you think that damn Marino picture came from, Matt? Look at that new Baker Mayfield fat head I got on my wall? Yeah, that thing's pretty sweet. In the Dynasty Nerds office, we got the Dynasty Nerds logo here above the computer. Uh, really big. <laughs> And out to the left of it, there's a Baker Mayfield fathead, too. Matt's like, why wouldn't you get it? bring it closer to the fathead of Dynasty Nerds? I'm like, no, man. They have to be separate, apparently. they to be separate. Baker's in the corner just looking over at me. See them looking at me. I, I do. He's actually staring right in my eyes right now. Ooh, he thinks you're handsome. Ooh. You're so lucky. Yeah, I know. I just got a good seat. Uh, all right. Well, uh, well, if you're still listening, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Some people listen to this babble at the end of the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> from the podcast it does not edit oh man until then we'll see you next week for our second show in 2019 we're gonna do a way too early 2019 
rookie mock draft. That'll be fun, the, man. It always is, yep. and it's always way wrong. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Until I'm, then, I'm watching some tape this year, damn it. Dude, we're watching lots of tape this year. Before the not so never mind. Oh, before the mock draft. Yeah, before the mock draft. Well, I guess I got to watch more tape than you. Oh well. Well, good thing I think I'm taking off work Friday. Well, screw you. Arrivederci. Ah, bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.